Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast that has no meaning, doesn't go anywhere, and uh, offers no advice. You know what we never did? We never called ourselves like, this is Bonnie and Karen, your therapists. Because we're not. Rate and, and subscribe. Um, but have you been... Oh my god, that was such a gloss over. Just do it because I'll be smoking in the corner. (laughs) I keep saying it, and some of you don't, little assholes. So I'm like, "Eh, I'm not going to press much. But um, you know these online therapy things, which I think are hundred percent great. Everyone should be doing it. I'm not going to name them because they're not sponsoring us. But when it's like yes you mean online therapy like you can't get out of the house why don't you get a therapist right. online and i would do that anyway to tell the truth wouldn't it make more sense even non covid times totally i get it yeah. um but the whole thing is at the end of all of them it's like and we're hiring mm-hmm. therapists and yeah. that makes me feel a little like we don't know what you're going to get. We've got so many people <laughs> that we're just no. letting them in, like line up. No. Uh, that ain't it. Not. It's, it's holy shit. Everyone needs a therapist so much that we have an overwhelming need for therapists. And hey, therapists, if you're not getting your full uh, docket of, of patients... Come on. Well, since I got kicked out of a Reddit group for (laughs) ex-Christian women, because they argued that we're therapists, and I could not, I'm like, but maybe I can use that and apply to be a therapist on the online thing. Yeah, and there were therapists affiliated with the church, and this pertains to our subject matter as talking about organized religions, a friend of ours, he was gay. He hadn't told his parents. They sent him to a therapist, but it was a therapist from the church, more like a counselor who didn't have a privacy um, oath that he took. And so guess what? He told the therapist, the therapist told his parents, and they were like, get out. Fucking. Out of the house. Because of what you do with your wiener. (laughs) It's so, oh my God. Yeah, I remember I thought the biggest, coolest calling would be to be a family and marriage counselor. Like that's how it was always termed. And it's sort of like you could go to college, do a psychiatry or psychology major at a Baptist college, and then just zoom in there. I just, I think I just wanted to listen to people's problems and then control (laughs) the outcome of their lives. And then tell them how you were able to keep it together and not cheat on your husband. Although I wasn't married yet, but I mean, (laughs) doesn't matter. It's going to be good. (laughs) Gold. When I do get married, I know I'll have no problems. So you should just listen to me. I wanted to tell you something first. Oh, God. Okay. okay, so I haven't told Bonnie this yet, and because she's not on some of the social media, she doesn't know. She's right now holding her worry lines with her fingers. <laughs> smoothing so them. What I say, but I did tell a longtime follower to fuck all the way off, and I hope that's okay. <laughs> All the way? All the way. (laughs) If I just say fuck off, it's one thing. But if I say all the way off, that's not good. Uh. (laughs) But, yeah, and I think it's important as where we are now to be like, you know, we respond to everyone. We love to interact. We do the best we can. And every once in a while... There might be someone who just comes in and just wants to raise hell and be really insulting and hard line and all that. And then it was 
interesting on Instagram. Some of our other followers came up and defended and were like, what, what, you know, why? But I look at our Instagram. You look at it? Not. Well, the things that you post, but maybe not the comments. Well, it's not in the things I post. Oh, um, okay. So it was. Dear Kathy, fuck all the way off. <laughs> That's the I used creative, <laughs> whatever Canva, that method is. Yeah. So, no, it was, I posted about something in the South, like people not wearing masks going into Kroger and just Oh, yeah, like a, yeah, I did see that. So someone's like, I don't know why anyone would live in the homophobic trailer trash, you know, on and on South. Oh, I read and that I'm too. Like, well, and you, you said know, people are it's nice. It's pretty here. People are nice. You know, it's good that we're making a difference. And then she doubles down and just goes <laughs> crazy. And people are like, whoa, whoa. Um, but then, you know, I'm like, you know, we're down here. If people want to make a difference and you live in a cozy liberal area, why don't you all move to where you get more land? It's really beautiful. You have all your movie stars down here. You got your Nicole Kidman and your Justin Timberlakes and all that. And change the politics because we're doing it on our own. Look at Georgia. What I'm saying is our tolerance and friendliness only goes so far because now as people who've left the church... I'm not in an angry place. Are you? About other things, sure. But not the church. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, right. And I know a lot of people are angry. Yeah. And it's justified. And that's totally fine. And people, one of the things she said, and I got it with um, an article I'd written a while ago, is that we're not atheist enough, <laughs> or I'm not atheist No, no, enough. no, you, get, you don't like, get to say that. Does atheism equate with anger? No. Or you want me to be another part, a part of another organization? Exactly. No. That's a good <laughs> point. So anyway, I just thought since, you know, you're even more of a peacekeeper than I am, I should notify you that... <laughs> The fuck all the ways off. So you probably signed your name to it. <laughs> what? Huh? Hello? Did you freeze? I signed. And that's uh. what Bonnie has to say to you. <laughs> okay, so Kate Beckinsale is one of my favorites because she does stupid, silly, juvenile things on her Facebook, but I mean on her Instagram posts, but she also does uh, says very kind things yeah. and is very self-deprecating. And uh, is very, she just seems like a person you'd want to be best friends with. But and then we'd always be the ugly friend. <laughs> she got blasted the other day. You know, she gets it. She gets it all in the comments for putting hats on her cats that didn't <laughs> right. mean to rhyme. <laughs> and then she got. Uh, you know, somebody blasting her for something else. And then, and she actually responds to them. And then I look at the people who are saying these mean things every time their account is private, every yes, time. Yes. So people can't shit on them. Right. And you, and then the last time it was one post, you know, six followers yeah, <laughs> following yeah. 10 people. And I'm like, did you just create this account to just be shitty to yeah. celebrities? And it's always, it's rarely a picture of a person. You got yeah, that. Yeah, it's that egg thing. Or, or an eagle with a flag in back of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, but to back up, not calling us celebrities. <laughs> and then I just need to apologize. Someone wrote me and said, hey, what is that YWAM group on Facebook you were talking about that has 10,000 followers? So I go to look up the name, and I think it's Spiritual Abuse and YWAM. And I, I was off by zero, um, but it's <laughs> one zero. <laughs> so it's 1,000 people, okay. not 10,000, right. but you know... <laughs> God multiplies. I, I, by the time I say this, 
Maybe there'll be 10,000. Well, Karen, I'm glad that you don't have RA again. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Did we talk about what that reference is? If you don't listen to every single episode, you know, religiously. You can fuck (laughs) all the way on. (laughs) All the way. (laughs) There There was an episode maybe a year ago where Karen was saying, you know, oh, and I thought I had rheumatoid arthritis and da, 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 da. I'm like, hold up. You never told me that that was a false diagnosis. (laughs) So all I remembered was the day she was like, it means shortened lifespan and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, no, I have to be big and strong about this. (laughs) And so I'm so happy when I found out that you never told me that you didn't have it. So we have, yeah, that's our friendship. We have these running gags like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no. nice gag for a year. I felt like, <laughs> oh, crap. Because I don't know if you remember, but when the movie Beaches came out, do you remember this movie with Bette Midler yes. and Barbara Hershey? Okay, so Bette Midler is the entertainer, you know, song and dance kind of uh, rough and tumble gal. And Barbara Hershey is the one who goes and gets married and has kids. And she ends up dying at the end, and Bette Midler has to take care of her. Right. And you said to me, this is going to be us, and I'm going to be the one that dies. (laughs) That's always (laughs) stuck with me. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) And you're going to be the one with tap shoes on all the time. (laughs) And a bad perm. (laughs) That was Mayim Bellick, or however you say her name. Mayim Bialik. Yes, as a kid. That's right. So who and what are we talking about today, Bonnie? Well, we talked about Hillsong, which is a big giant church with a lot of different spokes or what are they called? Branches. Branches. Sure. Yeah. Locations. Yes. Uh, Yeah, all over apparently the planet. And they started in Australia. So they've got a big giant church in New York City, and I guess one in LA, but the guy who was the youth pastor in New York City, who I think is uh, the kind of prototype for the character in the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, the, the, the... the cool youth pastor with the holes in his jeans and his shirt tucked in like the French tuck. Yeah, and... Adam um, Devine's yeah. little character yeah yeah he's so funny in that um with his skinny jeans yeah and uh so so the guy in real life who is friends with justin bieber uh is i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago briefly he has been let go fired Mm -hmm. from the church um and so there's some follow-up to that there is and his name is Carl Lenz. Yeah, give the background of who it is, because in case these people who we don't want to fuck all the way off haven't listened to the episode where we talked about Hillsong, <laughs> which I think no one else has ever come up with the clever name Hellsong. What? Ah. That is some <laughs> crazy That's... wordplay. Okay. And I would have been afraid to say that when we were in youth group. I would have said heck song. Totally. Me too. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Or H-E double toothpicks. Hello song. (laughs) Well, we wouldn't have made fun of it at all because we would have been in it. (laughs) Oh, so yeah. Tell us a bit. Okay. For my personal story, um, which everyone's begging for, is... (laughs) When I lived in Australia, my husband's Australian, I was being a missionary. Bonnie and I have known each other since we were one year old. She decided to be gainfully employed while I decided to go save the world on everyone else's dime. Spoiler alert. It did not work. Um, I was living, I had met my husband. He's Australian, was living in Australia. And one of my best friends was saying, hey, there's a week-long conference at this church called Hillsong in Sydney. Do you want to go? And I knew of Hillsong, but it was nothing like today because this would have been like 1994 or 93. Okay, so it would have been. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, she lived in this country town 
um, called Binsdale. I don't know, like, what kind of car we took. And I say this because my husband and I had no money. So this would have been one of those on faith, going to spend this amount of money situations that was very selfless of my husband, because like I said, we were just so broke. We didn't have, you know, we were not having three meals a day at one point. Um, You didn't have conference money. That's right. Going with that conference Mm -hmm. money. And there might have been, sometimes they do scholarships. I was in that scholarship area. Yeah. So we go and we go to the church. And what they did is they had different breakout sessions. And then they had the big praise and worship at night. And I swear it was, you know, 700 to 1,000 people. And they had that Darlene woman was still the main singer. And this was when they were first starting being dynamic. And they had they really did have great music. I know mm-hmm. your opinion. But um, so <laughs> I took world religions and cults. And damn it, I was always feeling called to do what we are doing right now, which either means I have fulfilled God's desire he put in me to talk about (laughs) cults, or I like cults, and I just (laughs) thought God was saying that. But So you might be a false prophet. Correct. Okay. Um, We know what happens to them. They inherit the earth. Yes, I've read the Bible. But yeah, so there would be different classes. And one of them was like dance because I used to dance. And I was like, oh, I want to take this. And then at night there was praise and worship. And it was in this big sanctuary. And sometimes you could only fit up in the balcony and we'd be there. And the pastor, the main guy, what's his name? Is it Houston or Houston? Yes, I think Houston. What's his first name? The word right above it in my notes is penis, so that one okay. isn't right. Somebody Houston. I will look it okay, up. Okay, Brian. Brian? Yes. Is it Houston? Yes. Okay. Okay. So while there, you know, the Brian Houston or Houston guy was up there, and there would be these words of wisdom. Nope words of prophecy. And one time he said, okay, there's someone here that God wants to give a a personal message to. And I'd been struggling in Australia. I couldn't get a job. They just have all these different things where I took my teaching degree and they're like, nope, you're from America, not good enough. You need to do (laughs) two more years of education. I'm like, don't want to do that. So it was a tough time. I love that. Like, well, you're probably qualified, but look where you came from. I know. That's, mm-hmm. You have to go. We're going to start you at second grade. So he says, you know, this is, word is to someone. And it was stay soft. And I started crying because I swear everything about me felt that that word was specific to me. Now, there are a thousand people there. You didn't start giggling from, like, the sexual pun that he could have been talking about? My head, I was pure. This was a pure... You were married. You... We're going to do another episode (laughs) on purity culture within marriage. But it was so, like, how I thought it would be for me now looks so... um, the issue that we're seeing with Christianity where it's so, I am the center. God is personally loving, caring, thinking of me, that it's Mm. like spiritual conceit that all of us probably were like, you know, oh my gosh, that word's for me. Stay. It's such a general vague word that, of course, Everyone there was probably crying if I, you know, had actually looked around, but I wasn't. I was crying. <laughs> right. No one else was God. either. Yeah. But so it kind of meant stay soft, like don't be as rigid as maybe you're being. Don't harden or... up because of what you're going through. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think you take a thousand people and name one of them that wasn't going through something. It's ridiculous. But sometimes I feel, and this is my own problem, when people say to me, like, don't be, don't be angry about these things. And I think that they're telling me, keep being nice and pleasant to be around instead of having your emotions. I feel like that's what I'm hearing. I agree. And you agree that I do that. I would like you to <laughs> shut me. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it feels like the teachers and everybody in church who were telling us how to be was that so we would be um, compliant mm-hmm. and just not make waves and make life easier for everybody. Yeah. I don't know that it was telling us stay soft that so you're so you're happier. Right. I think, you know, the Baptist church was more afraid of emotions and where that's why people <laughs> went to charismatic because they felt, yeah, that they could let oh, yeah, emotions okay. out, including yelling and going Woo! during services, which is annoying. Um, the only emotion you get is apologies for being a shithead and you never knew the person was being a shithead to you because it was their thought life. And then yes. they come up to you and like, what? No, <laughs> no. keep that emotion where it was. <laughs> or they come up and say, I just wanted to let you know I've finally forgiven you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah. what I love, okay, so Hillsong now is a brand, and I love that they have the church font that Bethel has. So there's this whole, there's a cool church font Real, real swervy script. I see a lot of that at Hobby Lobby. Oh, I know. When it's like gather and those uh-huh. signs that should be on sale during COVID. Um, <laughs> so all our signs <laughs> indicating get together <laughs> as family and friends are forty percent off. <laughs> um, oh my God. All right. So I'll give a little uh, about. Mr. Lenz himself, he was born a child. I really don't know anything else. But he was raised in Virginia Beach. And he seemed to be one of those, and I know a lot of these people, who were always looking for their calling. And he played basketball at North Carolina State University before dropping out. And this is the indicator right here. And then mm-hmm. he worked as a greeter at Gucci on Rodeo Drive. Done. Yeah, they don't come recruiting you for that. You have to go apply. And you have to be like, I'm attracted to the Gucci store. I'm in there all the time. Fashion right. is my life. So then he did the same thing that it looks like I did. Um, he looked up me, saw that I went to a school <laughs> at Hillsong in Australia, so he did. And he ended up being an internship, an intern for the Brian Houston guy. And so that, to me, is really interesting because when I lived in Australia, there is, as is everywhere, a little bit of... Um, we're threatened and think Americans think they're better than us, but we also think they're better than us. And so that oh, he right. got to be the one to intern for, you know, the, the big head pastor says a lot. So uh, then right. he... When you think of it this way, it's so like a startup business. Yeah. Yeah, so he became friends with the family, and then, you know, another step, another step. Then he moves out to New York to start heading up his own uh, congregation. So if you go just to hillsong.com, you're going to get all the, you know, praise and worshipy things. But then they have on their front page this 
totally like stolen from Pinterest. People are at a birthday party looking fun. Four sets of pictures. Oops, I think it's Christmas, um, which makes sense. Fake, and, fake pictures. Yes. And they, all these beautiful people, beautiful kids, bright colors. It's like when Target came out with a really cute, uh, or Old Navy, one of those two oh, right. at Christmas. Looks like that on the front thing. And, and they're all like, hey, here I am, uh, a black guy hanging out with my white lady friend. Right. And and smiling at her. And then, oh, here I am, a white guy hanging out with my black lady friend. So it's so. They've got the diversity pictures from, um, yeah, freepicture.com right. all set up. <laughs> Is that a thing? And uh, so this goes into what Carl Lentz looks like. How would you describe him, Bonnie? He looks like a guy who's just trying too hard. Um, there are, I mean, he's he's super fit, so he has to devote a lot of time to his body. And he, um, he's got a lot of facial hair in all of these pictures, the whole beard and mustache combo. Um, his hair is always doing something that looks like uh, um, uh, a boy band would yeah. be doing. Yeah. Like short on the sides and then a cartoonish amount going up and over to one side. And and that's that's not awful, but it's the whole package combined. The tattoos everywhere. The white T-shirt that I know is not a Hanes beefy tee. <laughs> it's probably from a store that sells more expensive T-shirts. I mean, there's one picture of him here, though. His arms look nice. I mean, so do it you looks have like the... he's got some biceps. This is an old picture, I okay, think. Okay, you need to see the shirtless one. So there is one where he's walking with Justin Bieber, and he is cut. Like, he's got a beautiful yeah. body. But mm. it's like you know paparazzi are there. Paparazzi right. are everywhere with Justin Bieber. So... Right. I call BS on that. So he's, you know, he's definitely traditionally good looking, but he started these fashion trends and it's in New York Times, it's in People Magazine, it's in Style.com, where they describe how he dressed and he had his own uniform of the tattoos, the edgy glasses the St. Laurent leather jacket, ripped jeans, low-cut T-shirt, and a Rolex. And it said <laughs> that soon the other pastors that used to wear, like, traditional suits and ties started yeah. emulating or the work. khakis. What, yep. Dockers <laughs> looking like they worked at Blockbuster. Then it changed to more like uh, Carl Lentz even including imitating his southern inflected accent. Which to me is especially funny because I was just saying to somebody yesterday, like back in the day, Justin Timberlake used to talk like he was a, a gangster. Right. right. And he does not do that anymore. But the, it's funny to me that the older guys started <laughs> being affected like that. I mean, I talk, I, I tend to glom onto people's accents when I'm close to them or when I move to their area right. a little bit. And I was saying on Twitter or something the other day, if your pastor and all the ministers under him talk with the same inflection and maybe accent, that's a call. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> there's that cadence that mm -hmm. different pastors take on, and within that denomination, they're interchangeable. And damn it, I hate when they say, beloved, mm, don't, <laughs> don't like it. So I even saw a picture of this Carl Lentz walking, and he was obviously talking about what God has done for my heart, and he was talking to Bieber. But when mm -hmm. certain pastors are talking about themselves, and they indicate and point to themselves and right. they put all their fingers their fingertips on their chest or their oh, like stomach. all five of them all five but their wrist is pointed farther out so it's like a cone shape 
And they're like, okay. within my heart. It's like no one else does that hand That's gesture. so funny. I never would have noticed that. Everyone does that hand gesture in the church. Wow. Now, I'm telling you. Do they do this one? <laughs> do that middle finger. <laughs> I just sent you one more picture and then I'll close Google because um, it's just easy to go look at pictures of him mm. and get tickled. I know. And I also feel bad because there's a picture of him with Oprah. And I don't like to think that Oprah was falling for somebody who maybe wasn't truthful. Um, what about Million Little Lies? What? The guy who wrote Million Little Lies. I don't <laughs> like Oprah ever being tricked. You should not fuck with Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think she does way more good than bad in life. And so I know. You know don't trick her. Exactly. Anyway. So I'm sure she's very grateful for my empathy. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, the fashion geez. thing, uh, it ended yeah. up people saying looking good was framed as a form of evangelism. And yeah, they spun it. Totally. See? Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. But it's sort of, yeah, got twisted around where God's presence, um, they were saying, was definitely how you attract people. And one woman who was at the church, Heather McClanahan, said, I knew people who came to church not because they were Christians, but because they thought Carl was hot. That's even worse than coming because you've been tricked into thinking that you're friends with somebody. There's a great article <laughs> that came out um, recently in Jezebel. There's yes. a reporter named Megan Reynolds that indicates that Carl is entering rehab for pastoral burnout. So I get that, you know, yeah. it, because I can see how that's a real thing um, because you can't, you can't take away th that job. It's 24 seven. Mm -hmm. There's always the elf on the shelf, making sure you're being good. And so where do you go to let off steam from, you know, and get your, <laughs> And get your yourself rejuvenated to be good again. The dog park. We can't skip over why we're doing this episode, and it's because yes, Carl Lentz was caught in a in an affair, which we've talked about a few times. Okay, so yeah, he's so he's in this. He's in therapy for anxiety and depression and pastoral burnout. Right, and yeah. I mean. I get that, too. So my dad was a physician, and he has changed since retiring just because the what it takes to hear bad news and give bad news all yeah. the time, you yeah. know, is—it changes you. And I'm sure as a pastor, there is that— burnout but there there are ministries that have like bed and breakfast places and these little lodges that take in pastors for free to let them rejuvenate and relax i personally think they need more like a year of that and then need to want to come back because yeah. a bed and breakfast just doesn't cut it especially when you have to drag your wife along with you who you're not cheating on <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God. So, okay. So, so she, she puts this article out and, um, I think it's also really interesting that people are interested in him. It's clearly a big enough, um, church and a big enough business that people are showing interest in writing about it, even in the New York times. He did that to himself though. Like he wanted yeah. to be an icon. He wanted to reach out to these celebrities. He wanted to be a celebrity. You can tell. Yeah. It's live by the sword, die by the sword time, unfortunately. Right. And he he's dying by his sword. Get it? Here we go. He... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently he was fired for having multiple affairs. And we knew about the one because this lady who was in the news talked and talked and talked. And I just think 
uh, the other point that I took from it is I think it's ironic that he did the one thing they would fire him for, for sure. Right. And that's cheat on his wife. Yeah. Um, because if he had an alcohol problem, they probably would have figured, oh, this is a great way to minister to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what other bad things there are out there. You know, if they caught him smoking. Bonnie does not know bad things. But I yeah, I know what you're talking about. But that this is like the one that they set up as the end-all be-all of you're going to get messed up and lose everything if you do this. Right. Um, if you so, fuck, you get fucked. Yeah. So let's see. Um, there was one. Okay. There was that one affair that went on for a month. And he wrote her phone number down in his notes section of his iPhone instead of the contacts. Mm-hmm. And that's when she said, I should have been suspicious. And then she said something like, he was a drug to me and she's gone on the news and she's been in the New York Post, page six, just yapping really about this. Like, yeah, because I think she wants to probably get work from the exposure. Um, uh, I, I don't blame her in a way because if they had enough- He used her. What? Yeah. He used her. Exactly. And I'm sure her feelings are hurt. And I think we've all dated someone where we're like, I want to show You're married. (laughs) 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 But yeah, where you're like, I want to show them. But fortunately, we didn't have the exposure. If you want someone else to pay and you're in the limelight. That's how you're going to use it. All right. So I said that they uh, found out he had multiple affairs. Get how they found out. Somebody in the church leaked an audio recording of the meeting. So Um, that is just, to me, like that's, if they figured out who that um, was, they should can them too. The evil is coming from the inside. Yeah, some, it's coming from the inside. So Houston, Houston, whatever, said, let's see. Okay, so in a leaked audio recording, this is from her article, of a meeting of church executives and top donors, barf, held around November 19, Australian Hillsong founder Houston revealed alleged, you know, these articles are not edited very well. <laughs> so when I copy and paste them, it's not me. Anyway, so he, uh, Houston revealed that Lentz, 42, had, quote, more than one affair. Houston said that there had been problems with Lentz ahead of the affair revelations. Quote, he was a difficult man to have any kind of direct conversation with because it was always defensive. It would always be put back on the other person as though they were the ones with the problem. I got a lot of this going on in my life by the way (laughs) i know what this is like yeah but are they hot no (laughs) (laughs) and Um, i mean we're laughing about that but that's (laughs) so true like and as women and i'm sure men do this too we joke about the difference between a stalker and an admirer is how good looking they are (laughs) and it's how we cope yeah we laugh Okay, so he goes on to say they were not easy meetings, and I already was at the point of uh, at the end of the summer that I felt like Carl and Laura's time in New York was coming to an end. Not just general narcissistic behavior, <laughs> manipulating, mistreating people. I think sometimes other hurtful things, the breaches of trust connected to lying, constantly lying, <laughs> basically broken trust. Right. Um, also, uh, we had talked before about how we thought it was unfair that the wife got fired, but then this article says that she didn't get fired, that she quit. Okay. All right. Well, we will allow that. But, I mean, would you <laughs> want to be seen in the office? No. After of that. Not. Right. Like, you're humiliated. No. You're dying inside. Oh, So. Everybody would be coming up going, I'm going to pray for you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Let uh, me show you how to build, how to pray a hedge of protection around your marriage. Yeah. Right. I'm f- not, I'm not married, but I'm a counselor. <laughs> so you can talk to me. <laughs> I'm a family oh, and, in marriage. Yeah. They, uh, they left their house in New York City to go to Los Angeles to work on their marriage. I think. At the very least, you leave Los Angeles to go to New York City to work on your marriage. (laughs) That is such a weird, I mean, except, of course, I've got to keep working. They sold that for like (laughs) 1.5. 
five million, and then yeah. they moved and they're renting for just like ten thousand a week. I don't know, but it said he's been seen occasionally um, meditating shirtless on the beach. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, and the and I bet he's one of those guys who was out there shirtless and didn't even have the shirt with him. Like, right. Like, you know what? I'm going to go out and come back like this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring my backup shirt. What's there to be ashamed of? Look at my body. <laughs> well, I went to his Instagram, and the last one he had, as far as I know, is he, is he and his family, and he's giving the I did bad things and I'm sorry and it's a picture I mean his wife's hot uh, yeah. it's a picture of all of them but if you scroll back back in time it just a few you're gonna see him with you know a black fit friend being cool him on stage <laughs> him talking into the camera and I don't know how they could not see the narcissism before this. It's ridiculous. No, but why wouldn't they have sat down with him previously and been like, okay, this is way too image focused. There's so much hubris and you liking the way you look. Because it got people in and got money. There you are. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was looking at an article where people were asking him because he was friends, of course, with the Beeb, and that either got him his pastoral position or it just made him, you know, jump up further in being admired. Cred. Yeah. So I can't. I think it was in People magazine. Where they asked, you know, okay, are you really into this whole fashion thing? What about your friendship with Bieber? And so he says, this was four years ago, I guess. I'm 38. He's so much, as in the Biebs, cooler. And he's so good looking that he can mm-hmm. care, that he can do so many things, Lint says of Bieber, 23. And I'm like, that sounds like a little jealousy or admiration of someone being younger and good looking. Anyway, he says It also sounds like something you would say impressed to hopefully get it into uh his brain without saying it directly. Right. Like right. You say it to the papers like there you go. call him good looking. That'll get him. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> right. Um and Lens goes on, I'm in a very small lane where it's like, bro, I can't do that. I can't wear that. But yeah, bro. we talk about it a lot. He's talking about fashion. I mean, okay. not a lot. I would say we talk about sports, we talk about Jesus, clothes, cool shoes. We might go to a store, but it would be included in the whole, like anybody else. We uh. might go to a store. And of course you're going to a store. It's gross. You're going back to the Gucci where you worked. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Remember me, sucker? <laughs> Sorry. But this That's all awful. has um, snowballed somewhat because once that came out, it seems a lot of Hillsong people came out to say more about the church. Yep. So um, Monica Uribe is somebody who Megan Reynolds then uh, wrote about in one of her articles. And her article's title is, All of Hillsong is a Mess. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, Monica Uribe is one of the former members of the church who spoke to Business Insider for a big old expose about the inner workings of the church. And I'm sorry to say, it sounds pretty bad. I didn't touch on the parts where she talks about racism because I thought those were a little weak. But um, in Business Insider, which every time I Google anything these days, I get something from Business Insider. Yeah, they're have you they're noticed on top that? Of it. Are they? They want my money though. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says uh, from this Business Insider article, pastors, including Lentz, aim to project an approachable and modern image. But insiders say the clerics and their inner circle were discriminatory, exploitative, and elitist. 
Sources accused some in church leadership of blacklisting LGBTQ members, making racist remarks, and tokenizing black employees. And while Top Brass was treated like royalty with private chauffeurs, barf, paid for by the church, and access to perks like courtside seats at Knicks games, former members say they regularly took advantage of free and underpaid labor. And so I read some other article where this meant uh, having the people who were members of the church babysit for your, for your leaders. Or if they paid them at all, paying like $6 an hour rather than. Yeah. So when. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My boyfriend's in the shower. Can you hurry on up and go to dinner? (laughs) Um, Did you baby, when you babysat for our pastor, did you do that? Or was that just our friend? Yeah. Did he pay you? I assume like I went with my friend. I was never asked just me, but um, yeah, (laughs) I assume so. Exactly. (laughs) And that's. Why we hit no, but yeah, I assume they paid her. And I mean, back then it was six dollars an hour, so now yeah. it's like 20 25 bucks an hour, which is crazy way more than I know. Both of us went hmm. <laughs> <laughs> career change. <laughs> the other darker side about the LGBT thing is they had two people because they say they're inclusive, but one person came Do out. They? As bisexual, another one came out as a lesbian, and they both said, just like when we were growing up, that there was a lot of, well, the the problem is going to come if you act on it. Or yeah. this in that, that article, it says there'd be trouble with the church if she started practicing bisexuality. I love the word practicing. Me too. <laughs> well, you know what? I wasn't practicing. I was perfecting. <laughs> yeah, I think both those people said that it brought them to such a, I'm disappointing God, I can't overcome this, that they yeah. were suicidal. Um, I, one might have even tried, I can't remember. And I mean, that happens all the time. I suspect when we hear about certain pastors committing suicide um, or youth ministers, it's about sexual sin, like porn or thought life. And (laughs) it just, yeah. (laughs) I read, uh, someone tagged us on Instagram about, you know, how Christian doctrine is killing LGBTQ children. And I'm like, I totally get it. Like these people are committing suicide at a very high rate because if you don't feel accepted, but you still believe that there's a creator and you feel that creator doesn't accept you, you know, it's just a shit show. There should be some kind of undercover movement where you send people in like a 21 Jump Street scenario that look young, infiltrate youth groups, and they're like, hey, are you gay? Um, (laughs) No? Are you sure? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Like, it's okay. These people aren't going to be your people soon. Yes. And don't worry. Things are going to get better. That whole things are going to get better campaign. I liked that a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, And shout out to... This isn't a shout out. This is a hello to one of my favorite accounts and guys I've met on Twitter and the deconversion process. His name's Brett and his pastor is I need more coffee. And his father is a pastor. And when Brett came out as gay, that was the end of that relationship. And he tweeted the other day, I wish my father cared as much about me as he does about fetuses. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Uh That's my, that's me too. That's always my thing. Yeah. And I tweeted back at our old pastor when he said, let's have the courage to protect the unborn. I said, let's have the courage to protect the born too. One person liked it. You, (laughs) (laughs) I got one like, (laughs) do you get any delivery boxes? Yeah. Like during COVID, I I tried Paradox, no, Paradise Box delivered. And it was, eh, you got like a book and maybe 
a candle and a lotion. It was like fun to unwrap. My daughter gets goddess provisions. That's a good one. She loves it. You get like a crystal and some incense and all that shit. <laughs> um, do you get any of those? No. They're very I got fun. I got one for a birthday a couple of years back where they would send you six beauty samples yes. in a box every month. Right. And um, I found a couple good things in there. But like I told you, I'm, I'm still blowing through the lip balm that I won't wear outside <laughs> at home during COVID. I'm like, ah, oh, look at this. I know your birthday's coming up and Christmas. So if you want, I can get you the Hillsong <laughs> team box. I can pass on that because I think they'd send a police off to my home. <laughs> we know you're not a team. What are you trying to do? So it's a monthly delivery box that you can get different ones. There's one that um, they say there's still a few days left to get this month's Hillsong team box that includes this Salvation hoodie inspired art and the salvation series by brian c houston and bobby houston and so you subscribe i don't know how much it is but you get like a windbreaker stickers all these stupid what the heck do you put those stickers on i'm telling you i'm gonna find out put those stickers on hill and what is a salvation goodie I mean, I don't like that term. <laughs> Can I guess how much it is? Sure, because I don't when know When you tell yet. me the items? Oh, okay. Yeah, but I do know it says it's delivered each month. Each box comes with unlimited access to Hillsong Channel Now. N-O-W is capitalized. I'm sure it stands for something, you know, I don't I don't. New order know. of the world. Exactly. <laughs> $37 a box. Okay, so as I was going along reading these articles, you know, they always have the things linked that you can click. So I clicked on one, and I'm like, oh, it says Justin Bieber was baptized in a bathtub. So apparently Carl Lentz had worked with him, and he decided it's time to reform my life. And uh, uh, the article says, the pop star whose reformation takes center stage in an article from GQ's January issue sought guidance from pastor of the stars, Carl Lentz, <laughs> following his fall from grace in 2013, feeling, quote, ravaged by feelings of loss, quote, Bieber reportedly told his holy companion he wanted to be baptized. Wanting to appease his A-list follower, Lentz sought out his pal. NBA center Tyson Chandler, oh, a not big, Tyson big basketball Chandler. player at know. 2 a.m. on a cold winter's night in January. Yeah, that's two celebrity years ago. living. Right that's there. right. <laughs> so it says Chandler, who was playing for the Knicks at the time before being traded to the Mavericks that offseason and then signing with the Suns, offered his Upper West Side pad after learning Lentz's desired locales were swarmed by the paparazzi. <laughs> With the pool in his building shut down for the night, Chandler and company opted for the bathtub instead. So, of course, I had to look up. I'm like, oh, I wonder where this guy lived on the Upper West Side. And it's these new buildings that used to be called Trump this and Trump that. Right. I don't know if they've changed or if this one never was, but it's called the Rushmore. Yeah. And they're right on the water gorgeous and he had the whole floor the whole floor much of one cost. of these buildings yeah i don't know but look at the picture that i put in there the views are phenomenal you're oh. looking at new jersey there let me see but I'm it's nice twinkly think. lights Ooh, in the background that is pretty yeah. yeah so um it's kind of fun to know that i guess is fancy that people his are place? living in the apartments no, I don't think so. Oh, good, because so. that table is so basic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Bonnie oh and I, God. we can but the say, views. He's got the whole floor. <laughs> we can say that Bonnie and I were looking at Serena Williams' house on, you can oh. look in her house because she was selling it. And yeah. there's a ratty-ass leather couch <laughs> that is just destroyed. I'm like, don't put that in the picture. What's in the theater, of course. Oh, 
like it's a big theater and then the ratty leather peeling off couch and they put throws on the <laughs> sofas but they didn't cover the torn leather <sighs> call us serena will no it's uh call venus us. it was venus's <laughs> like you said since all this happened um and the affairs etc they're now at the beach where he goes shirtless but supposedly one of the leaders at the church has said, okay, you know, we're fighters. We've built the presence of Hillsong in America from scratch. And, quote, our general right now has gone down. So He's the general? I guess, Lintz, they love okay. their military terms. Right, um, sure. And so, yeah, they're just like, okay, our general has gone down. But we fighters have to keep going. I don't know who's in charge of the church now, but I would keep a close eye on the next one because this is just the, you know, when we got into this shtick of covering pastors, all you need to do is like, oh, let me find ones that's congregation is growing because we're going to just we're going to see something happen to that pastor. It's a bummer because being human is fine. Making mistakes, it's okay. But not when you demand everybody else do things that you can't do. Therein lies the stare. The rub? <laughs> We've been doing this two years, can't believe it. But I've come to the realization that for people who never were in religion, they can listen to this because it's fascinating. For people who've deconstructed and left it, this can be healing or just, you know, whatever, a little lighter, even though this one wasn't. And for people who are still Christians, we're taking out the trash for them. You know, we're doing them a favor because they can't really speak out against these people unless they totally cut themselves off from the church because... I was taught as a Christian, when you uh, insult these scandaled people, even though they've done it themselves, who Mm -hmm. fall from grace, you're cutting your safety net off for yourself spiritually, which (laughs) is the teaching in the church, so that there never gets to be the people who are writing for Jezebel, which is a feminist um, online magazine— they're the ones who are bringing us this information because the church would keep all this quiet like the Catholic Church did right. and is for ages. Well, and that's part of the reason for saying, okay, let's not take any glee in their downfall or let's not talk about it at all because then they just don't have to deal with it. Right. Exactly. And and somehow it's like, oh, all this happened, but you don't get to say anything. So you just keep going. Keep tithing. Mm-hmm. Keep. But you know what? And I know not all churches are like this. So if you are involved in a church and people aren't having these problems, then that's great. But they are. But, yeah, you just haven't seen <laughs> Maybe them. not all of them. Maybe. <laughs> but I think it's also, like, good for people like these LBGT people who were suicidal to be like, oh, wait, this person was doing this the whole time. I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not the bad one. And the same with anyone else. We talk about people who can relate to it have had similar experiences. They can realize, wait, I was being gaslit. I was... Yes, that's the word I was going to... I was waiting to say. No, I say it. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) But yeah, they can start to put together those things in their history to let them know, no, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't the bad one. You know, it's all... It's all shit. And I mean, if you're going to care about these unborn fetuses, care about the people who are struggling with their sexuality and maybe don't be so mean to them. They're already alive. They're already here. (laughs) Exactly. Good God. Yeah. And we'll adopt you. We just will not support you financially, (laughs) barely emotionally, and you can't come for Christmas. (laughs) 
So join our Instagram, our Twitters, our uh, the Facebook group is by um, request. No. So send that in, and oh, Karen no. will grant it to you or not. <laughs> Um, and yeah, have a great, whatever it is week, um, go to the dog park, put some names in your notes, uh, you know, (laughs) live it up and don't feel guilt because it's all a bunch of bullshit to control the masses. Adios. Bye guys. Ciao, ciao.